0: 2025 QX80 coming this summer.
1: Lily, what's something that
0: works so well that it's basically magic?
1: I, not to be so American, but I love aircon.
2: Another thing that works like magic is selling whatever you want to sell on Shopify.
1: And you're using Shopify?
2: I'm using Shopify magic to whip up captivating content that converts.
1: And do they have amazing customer service when you have a snag or a rafu?
2: Oh yes, when a rafu comes to town, my dear. I simply call them. I phone them up on my telephone. Oh, so wonderful. What you need to do is you need to sign up for $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash book club, all lowercase.
1: Go to shopify.com slash book club now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash book club.
2: Celebrity Book Club.
0: Eight,
1: six, seven, five, four, two, one, five, cha-cha, slide, cha-cha, slide, to wait. the left, to the left, Wait, wait a sec, Cheryl,
2: go back, wait, hold on. Uh, oh, hold
1: on. Cody, girl. Uh, sorry, I'm sorry,
2: just like, we have only 24 hours to learn the cha-cha and it's really fucking killing me, boo, okay? <laughs> I just need a minute, there's a lot going on in my life right now.
1: Oh, babe, you don't think there's a lot going on in my life? My shithead of a husband of 22 and a half years just cheated on me with our dry cleaner. How about that? You probably don't even understand what marriage is because you're gay.
2: (sighs) Okay, wow, Cheryl, that stung harder than Britney's sixth album. But honestly, slay the boots for you actually getting vulnerable with me during this (laughs) practice session for Dancing with the Stars, which is the hardest thing I've ever done. I'm going to try to learn this, but girl, you've got to give me a little bit of leeway.
1: Sorry, girl. I can't believe I said something so homophobic. You know I've been a lifetime ally to the LGBTQ plus community. I've just been going through it lately, and it's really hard for me to open up about my feelings because I've been on Dancing with the Stars for 20 plus years.
2: No, girl, 20 plus years doing anything, honey. Like, I've never been in a relationship that long. Like, I've had sandwiches last longer than my last boyfriend. Like, girl, you're killing it. And I can't even imagine what marriage is like. You're an institution, you're legacy, you're a workhorse, you're a warhorse, and I worship at your feet. And honestly, I think we can make this cha-cha, like, the best tango in the history of DWTS season 30.
1: Cody, now I get why you're the top-performing Peloton instructor in the United States and globally, and you have the second-most views out of all instructors. How is that possible? I'm not sure. Let's just try this from the top. I know we both have COVID right now, and we're quarantined in this dance studio in Sherman Oaks for the next week and a half, but let's just freestyle, and I'm going to put on Christina Dirty. Five, four, three, one, ten, 10, Dirty.
2: That knocking at the door It's all your friends, you filthy whore Your husband's gone and we've got books And a bottle of wine to kill It's Hollywood, it's books It's gossip, I'm shook It's memoirs, it's martinis It's It's Studio 54 It's Celebrity Book Club Come read it while it's hot Celebrity Book Club Tell your secrets, we won't talk Celebrity Book Club No boys are allowed Celebrity Book Club Book Club.
1: Buzz me in. I brought the Cuervo.
2: Hey, hey, best, best friend. <laughs> <laughs> hey, my boothang. How the hell are you on this national holiday week 13 of the Renaissance Tour?
1: What up, you dirty bitch? You're such a fabulous warrior, and I'm so glad we're back in the red studio together.
2: This is so crazy. This is our very first recording session in person, the first time that I've gazed upon your beautiful face in a month and a half. And, and now, now we're back to school. Back to school. Doing I the said, work.
1: Your office... Your office. Your <laughs> outfit. I'm, so, I'm like so shocked to be in an office right now.
2: And <laughs> seeing people do work. I and also feel they...
1: like the iHeart Studios are a little packed today. No, I will yeah. say the same
2: thing. I'm seeing girls. I'm seeing guys. I'm seeing people on phones. I'm seeing computers. I'm seeing like...
1: meetings. I'm seeing like, oh, afternoon snack. Let's get a croissant. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, mm.
2: No, the fridge had like new food in it.
1: And it's packed. And people are like, you know what? Let's get back to the office. Although I
2: will say, did you notice that the ice machine was out of service?
1: No, because I, I just put something in the fridge that you're going to hear pop in the VIP
2: lounge. And I can't wait. <laughs>
1: anyway, what I meant to say is your outfit feels like back to school girl at office, but also like new hot sexy teacher that's like, yeah, I'll wear a tank with khakis.
2: Oh, yeah. Oops.
1: Well, you're in like these crazy cargos. They're kind of like
2: super. They've got a wait, rope running down the side of them. Like, they're like hypey, B- beastie.
1: Yeah. Wait, yeah. So Steven was wearing these cargos that are elastic waist. So at first you're just like, oh, it's casual, it's fun. And then an entire white shoelace goes up the side in a track pant like Formation. Yes,
2: but it's like a physical shoelace that's separate from the pant itself.
1: And then you're wearing it with this like slinky, muted navy tank.
2: Which is almost unheard of <laughs> for like a beater to be muted navy. And then I've, on top of that...
1: You're wearing what we're calling the classic banker stripes.
2: Banker stripes, big boyfriend banker stripes, b b b that I got... At a thrift store in Paris.
1: Oh, it's so Paris. And you were like, girl, Paris. Yeah. Boyfriend shirt.
2: Which I'll be talking about on the VIP lounge. But you
1: fucking will. Drop where the pants are from so our listeners can visually... Think about them.
2: So the pants are one of those brands that you get at an Essence sale. That where you're
1: like, I don't know. And it's like Norse Legacy OTD7. It's, it's
2: always 059 Norse. Or it's like Sven And you're like, okay, well, it's marked down from 380 and it's only 111. So I guess so I'm, I'm actually making, making money. money off this. Girl
1: math. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Hashtag girl math.
1: Speaking of the Essence sale and gay guys... We read read a a book book.
2: from someone who has absolutely done the work.
1: He's still doing the work because that's what actually the work is about. Boo thing.
2: And this book actually just came out. Yes, we do new releases.
1: And it's so exciting. It's someone not only just our age. So it's really relatable.
2: (laughs) Somebody (laughs) is my exact age.
1: (laughs) This person was born on June 8th.
2: 1987. (laughs) (laughs) The gayest
1: birthday, I guess, out there.
2: Yeah, no, my jaw hit the floor when I read that.
1: (laughs) You know him.
2: You (laughs) You might know him from his globally recognized Peloton workouts. He is one of the leading Peloton fitness instructors on the app.
1: I think on the app, yeah. He was also on Dancing with the Stars. Season where
2: 30, he, thank where you very he much. he came in third. third
1: place with seasoned veteran Cheryl Burke. <laughs> He's known for his homosexual opinions. <laughs> we are talking about then none other than Cody, Cody Rigsby, Rigsby and his book, XOXO, XOXO Cody, Cody. An opinionated homosexual's guide to self love, relationships, and tactful pettiness. Hell yes. Yes, Miss Thing. <laughs>
2: <laughs> wow. Wow, what the, a journey. <laughs> this book was such a journey. It took me minutes to really. Read and dig into.
1: (laughs) First off, I just want to say to grab and go, you know. It's fun because
2: you're you're just, or
1: your bottomless mimosas.
2: (laughs) (laughs) It's giving brunch, honey.
1: (laughs) He is gay. (laughs) He,
2: He is like the most basic gay. And he's very like, you know, I think there's been a huge movement in the past five years, I would say, where like basics have reclaimed basic as their own word and Housewives, own
1: culture. Housewives, And Starbucks. so now it's like, everyone who
2: knows their basic is like, yes bitch, like, I'm a Zara pumpkin spice latte <laughs> fire island Chelsea faggot, and that's on And faggot.
1: that's on tea. No, he ends the book with just being like, and by the way, the Hamptons, yeah, like, people flaunt their money there, but I'm a fire island gay out and proud, and it's like, we know. It's like,
2: I don't think you're facing any resistance to being a Fire Island guy.
1: No one on this earth was like, fuck, are you like Montauk? Are you like a straight guy on no, a surfboard nor, in Montauk? Nor did
2: anyone say, no, you can't go to Fire Island.
1: <laughs> Not you, Cody. <laughs> What's actually the craziest thing about him and how he's a basic gay guy who doesn't like one certain thing, which I was really shocked by because I feel like this drink has like is the basic flag Diet Coke.
2: Oh yeah, he doesn't like DC. He's like, girl, go full sugar or don't go at all. Like Diet Coke's weird. I wonder if he would like Coke Zero, which was all the rage in Europe where I just was.
1: Oh, oh wait. (sighs) Tell me again, where were you? I forgot.
2: So I was in this amazing magical land called Europe. And actually aspartame is illegal in Europe.
1: That's so cool. So they don't
2: even let you drink Diet Coke, because it's fucking poison. No,
1: DC. Because I just feel like DC like has always been like the basic girl fly, but like more and more people are like in the basic flag way. Yeah,
2: maybe in the 80s, like, Miss Trump over here.
1: What? (laughs) Okay, I'm sorry. Every single gay guy and girl every day on Instagram is like, I don't care. Diet Coke's my personality. I have 19 a day. It's like a Taco Bell... DC. It is kind of a hot girl summer, Melville like, but yeah, thing. yeah, yeah.
2: Okay. It is kind of that.
1: Maybe you were in Europe, so you didn't know it was happening <laughs> here. And I would just want to fill you in on the trends. <sighs> I know about Coke Zero from our friend Daniel when we were at a gas station in Ohio in <laughs> June, and he was buying Coke Zero and the gas station guy just starts like nodding and dapping him just being like that's what's up it's fuck Diet
2: Coke it's a brotherhood (laughs)
1: like and no one talks (laughs) about Coke Zero because Coke Zero does taste more like Coke
2: well and the thing about Coke Zero is like we don't have to flaunt it we're not out here posting about our Coke Zeros we're just enjoying life in the Amalfi Coast
1: it's very muted (laughs) Navy tank
2: (laughs) muted Navy tank
1: check Coke Zero check but I think people like how Diet Coke tastes so chemically. I think that's why the, Well, why and that's why I it. think
2: that there is kind of this, like, 80s-ness, like, there's a bit of a trad revivalist hot girl summer. I'm being bad. I'm being suburban. Yes. I'm being mall. mall I'm being, car. I'm being like, retro. Like, my car's disgusting. Yeah.
1: Blowjobs. My car's
2: nasty. I'm a babysitter. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, so he's from North
2: Carolina, And again, like if you don't know what Peloton is, it's like an exercise bike where there's a TV on it and you are watching like someone just like do, do like a class. soul cycle session, like a class session, basically. And then you're, like, competing against other people, like, digitally. And it's very, like...
1: I didn't realize you were competing.
2: There is an element to me that is very Black Mirror about it's the whole cultish. It's, a, it's very cultish. B, it's, like, very antisocial. Like, you buy this, you know, whatever, however expensive sort of of the bike You're in this virtual
1: game, man. And you buy well, it in your condo. the bike is so expensive.
2: And the bike is insanely expensive. You buy a $3,000 bike. It sits in your condo. You don't leave the condo. And then you're on the TV, like, watching this... Robot figure who is has a lot ton of personality and
1: he has sassy remarks and he loves Britney Spears, which this book is dedicated to Britney Jean Spears. Yeah, I
2: mean that's an amazing commitment to the bit of being a basic gay is actually dedicating just your book to Britney it, yeah. Spears full who, up.
1: Who would you dedicate your book to?
2: Well, now it's like if I say J Lo that I'm just copying Cody Rigsby.
1: Not really because oh, right, and we'll he get into like J-Lo. it. Like J Lo? Well, he likes no, J-Lo, he loves J Lo,
2: but he decided to not dance for her when he was auditioning.
1: Should we just get into that now? I mean, you're like... i am being so, like, pulling it along, being like, no, 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 I need to tell you about his childhood in North Carolina. <laughs> he was a dancer, because he's gay, before being a Peloton instructor. Yeah. And, you know, he danced for Katy Perry, which was one of the most beautiful moments of his career. <laughs>
2: also, the insane the way <laughs> he the becomes fight. a Peloton instructor, though, <laughs> is because he's working at the box. <laughs> yes. And he's like, a lot of other Peloton instructors worked at the box at this time. In just, like, 2009... When like we were all going to the box, or I guess maybe it was actually later. It was maybe like yeah, twenty. He was a it was like twenty sixteen box, box because which I was first... like the box revival.
1: Oh, because I first learned about the box from Gossip Girl and like Chuck and Blair go there. And
2: I was going to the box in 2007 with Lohan and like we were doing coke and like (laughs) separate little like vestibules. Little
1: cubbies and being so sexy. So there was a box. It was crazy.
2: It was debaucherous. People were having sex on stage. It's burlesque.
1: Right. It's so like (laughs) swinging and aerial silks. And sad for me, I (laughs) almost went to the box with Cat Cohen, an Australian comedian once, and then we like couldn't get in.
2: That's extremely sad. I
1: know. It's very mean not they, going
2: to Europe. Did they say, sorry, it's closed for private party?
1: I don't remember kind of what the words were. Either maybe the thing we were trying to go to was over or it was closed or... Yeah. And that's fine because it was a crazy experience, like just being with an Australian girl. Like, yeah. Trying
2: to go... And then you guys just like got dumplings. Yeah, or and we were just like
1: McDonald's Diet Coke,
2: <laughs> <laughs> Hot Girl Summer, wherever you are. So anyway, he meets other Peloton instructors while like being a waiter at the box at this like burlesque place that's like still I think quite popular with like the TikTok crowd.
1: Yes, yeah, you like, can so go today. Yeah, and tonight. you can get like
2: a thirty-six dollar martini.
1: And you know he's trained. You know, to do these classes, and he's you know, yes, he has an amazing body for being a dancer, but he's like, can I be a Peloton stretcher? And then he does, and then he actually said, manages
2: to lead fitness classes. But wait, the JLo story. Okay, the JLo story. While is, he's still being a dancer, is
1: you know, he auditions for a full like nine hour day. And he's like, J-Lo is sitting there like front and center eating a salmon and arugula salad. Wait, no,
2: that? I was so gagged at that detail.
1: Just her slowly eating the salmon, big salad. And they're dancing and they're dancing. And so at the end of the audition, he's exhausted. He's like, okay, everyone, 9 a.m., see you there. And Cody goes, okay, well, can you call my agent to get my contract in place? And the um, choreographer goes, "Oh no, tomorrow's another audition." And he says, "Honey, no,
2: yes, no, yes, no." And it's in the chapter about knowing your worth and getting the bag, sis, because you deserve it.
1: Literally secure the bag, and he's like, "Yes, would I kill to have danced for J Lo? Absolutely, but am I going to do like two days of unpaid labor and kill myself just for the chance?" And this is, of course, after he's danced for Katy Perry and at
2: the Victoria's Secret show. (laughs)
1: Which and to get into that for a second. Oh wait, that was why he
2: knew his relationship with Zane was, was not over. going well. Because Zane, they were in the middle of a fight in their like Chelsea condo or whatever. And then he gets a call being like, You just nailed the Katy Perry Victoria's secret like after party backup dancer gig. And he's, like, so Which excited. it's his dream. Oh, I mean, whose dream is that not? Yeah. And then Zayn couldn't even pause. Pause the fight. To just be happy for him.
1: And then he knew. He was, like, if he can't pause the fight to, like, recognize my amazing career. No, and that's
2: so true. Like, if I was in a fight with my boyfriend.
1: And he was, like, oh, my God, I'm doing the plants. I'm actually checking Katy Perry's backyard for invasive species. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Which is, like, the gig every botanist wants. Literally. I would drop everything and Just be like, hell Hell yes, yes, bitch. We're pouring the DeLola. Yeah,
1: like like pull out all the DeLolas. (laughs) Lily, bring over the orange slices. (laughs) Rather than just be like angrily on your like kind of small velvet restoration hardware couch. Yeah. Being like, "Mm, congrats. And like walking away. This whole book, when he like talks about being in his apartment, the way I was just imagining this, like, either new Graham Ave or Chelsea condo. Yeah. The entire time. Yeah. With like a lot of frame bridge.
2: Well, now he lives in Brooklyn, and I do feel like he lives in downtown Brooklyn in a weird high rise in like a two bedroom condo that is like 6500 a month.
1: That would make sense. And he's so like, honey, I'm cheating at. Gage and Tolner and this is my cheat meal and me and Andres yep. are getting the pork. The only reason why <laughs> I'm f-
2: going to Gage and Tolner.
1: Well, the reason why I said Graham is because he's gotten very foodie and I saw him do a review at Bonnie's, like a midday Bonnie's review.
2: Which is the only time you can get a table oh, from Hello, <laughs> reservation
1: Resi at us.
2: <laughs> okay, so basically this book is written in just like basic gay RuPaul brunch speak. Like, really excessively so. Just a couple examples. I showed up in New York City that summer with maybe 1600 in my bank account and an American Express card that I was irresponsible with. Deadass. I did not pay off that Amex until I got my first bonus at Peloton 10 years later. Just writing deadass in your own book.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, You know, but a lot of his drive comes from, you know, traveling around the country with his single mother yeah. who was bipolar And heroin on it. And then she got clean, but she was still bipolar and drinking. Because his
2: whole thing is that he's like taking care of his mom. She's like this junkie and like having random boyfriends.
1: But she's also an LGBTQ ally. She's a total
2: ally, but then also saying little things to him, like being like, "Mm, you look gay and that.
1: Which is so iconic in this way, where it's like, I feel like she is kind of just like, has her like weird, methy North Carolina gaze. No,
2: I agree. And
1: then like, he's probably doing something and she's just kind of like, you're gay, but actually in a supportive way.
2: Okay, so this is like a just a quick little piece of re-describing the relationship with mom. My mom and I put all our shit into a moving van and crawled into our blue Chrysler with our three cats and two dogs for the road trip of a lifetime. We were like Oprah and Gail heading across the country if Gail were a gay eight-year-old who loved Ace of Base and Oprah traded her bread addiction for something heavier. <laughs> <laughs> It's like borderline Kojo Karu, like <laughs> no, I the know, sassiness, it but it's like not as sassy as Kojo, like at all. But no, then, but like, I was
1: like lolling yeah, during this I book. I've
2: through a couple lols yeah, here. Yeah, no, and there. I was
1: lolling. It's fun. Well, I wouldn't
2: say it's a laugh a minute.
1: No one saying a laugh a minute. <laughs> 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 laugh every s- ten pages
2: for sure. For sure.
1: And then if you kind of like also get into the tequila soda-ness of it, yeah. where he's just been like, girl, I am not telling you to like live a sober lifestyle. Like there have been many Saturday mornings where I'm showing up and I'm telling all my Peloton subscribers, I'm on a struggle bus right now and join <laughs> on.
2: <laughs> no, because she gets hungover, And yes, she experimented with more than beer, shall we say, in her 20s.
1: I was thinking about like gay men's. Perfect bodies, actually, while I was reading this. Mm. I was like, wait, how are you so fit? But, like, you're always, like, doing drugs. <laughs> and just, and like, being and crazy. And then you kind of
2: maybe just answered your own question a little bit there. <laughs> yeah, you're like,
1: oh, you're always doing drugs. Maybe you're <laughs> and then, so like, because you're always doing drugs. And then, like, Monday, Wednesday, you are just eating, like, salmon over arugula. And then Whoa. it's, like, ketamine and you are having one dollar. He does admit to having four slices of pizza a week.
2: The thing about those G-gays is G You do G usually instead of drinking alcohol, and alcohol obviously is the calories. It's a a sugar bomb. It's a calorie bomb. It's a carb bomb. But G has no calories, famously. It's so cool. It's really amazing. Yeah.
1: Yeah, because I was asking a straight fit friend of mine. I was like, "Oh, will you train me? Like, I want to lose weight." And he was like, "Well, stop having sugar at night." And I was like, "What do you mean? I don't eat candy at night."
2: <laughs> you're still just like so '80s, and you're like, sugar is sweets and bonbons. It's not in anything else,
1: literally. And I was like, oh, the like naughty sugar, <laughs> what we're calling adult sugar. Yeah, I have
2: sugar is like in everything. Sugar is a carb.
1: Sugar is an alcohol. Yeah, yeah. No, I I realized that, but kind of that was my instant thought of no, I'm not. You know, are you willing? Are you bonbons. willing to
2: cut out night sugar? <laughs>
1: I'm thinking about going night light sugar. (laughs) I guess just when night light sugar is what I'm calling like a vodka soda. To me, that's just so club. Like, I'm not going to like want to go to a stunning meal and just have a vodka soda.
2: Yeah, I agree. I I don't don't want to have a vodka soda at a restaurant. Unless you're being like such a like Russian billionaire and you're just being like vodka.
1: Right, I feel like that's actually more of the, that's the move. And I'm like, get the Just vodka rock. Neat. yeah. Just hot vodka at a restaurant. A 100 degree vodka, please. Degree vodka, please. Celebrity, Book Celebrity Book
2: Club.
0: Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury
2: Lily, what's something that works so well that it's basically magic?
1: I, not to be so American, but I love aircon. It's incredible. It's incredible. I, I used to sweat like a hog.
2: Well, another thing that works like magic is selling whatever you want to sell on Shopify.
1: Now, that's the global commerce platform that helps you... It turns customers into
2: cold, hard pound sterling, my dear. It's a no-excuses business partner. Sell without needing to code or design. Just bring your best ideas and Shopify will help you open up shop.
1: And you're using Shopify...
2: I'm using Shopify magic to whip up captivating content that converts from blog posts to product descriptions.
1: And do they have amazing customer service when you have a snag or a rafu?
2: Oh yes, when a rafu comes to town, my dear. I simply call them. I phone them up on my telephone.
1: Oh, so wonderful. So
2: here's what I want you to do. I'm sure you have a business or something. You probably sell some beautiful sweaters that you're hand-knitting with your daughter, maybe. What you need to do is you need to sign up for $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash book club, all lowercase.
1: Go to shopify.com slash book club now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash book club. I want to talk about this scene where he's like making gay friends when he first moves to New York. I'll just profess this. Not all my friendships have been runaway success stories. Shortly after I met Quentin, the two of us befriended a guy named Dylan with whom I became very close. He lived in Manhattan and let me crash on his couch after especially messy nights when I didn't want to trek home to Washington Heights. This brings me to my next point. It's very Broadway gay to live in Washington Heights. He lives on the
2: west side of Manhattan for like the first five years. And he's like, one Craigslist apartment in Washington Heights and another Craigslist apartment in like Morningside Heights. And it's like, they're so roaches and three roommates and like one of the roommates is like a 90-year-old woman and like he's also being such a messy gay. You know, like the doorknobs covered in lube.
1: No, and he talks about how his like roommate was mad at him for being messy and he's like, girl, like yes, you can tell me what's wrong but like can you do it nicer? And it's like, you know, he was being so disgusting. Yeah. So, flash forward. I'm not confrontational by nature but this shit eventually got thoroughly uncomfortable because the guy was, you know, on him. And so I told Dylan exactly what I was thinking, that he was in love with me. It was obvious. Why else would he be acting so fucking bizarre? Well, Dylan did not take kindly to my suggestion. He started throwing shit at me and breaking glasses on the ground like Glenn Close and Fatal Attraction. And then this man took my clothes and started burning them. Yes, you read that right. He stood on our balcony setting my clothes on fire. He knew how to hit me where it hurt, too. He went right for one of my favorite Mickey jackets. And I watched it go up in flames.
2: Okay, so when I read that, I wrote down, oh, of course he's a Disney gay, he's a Disney adult. But then, later in the book... Tables turned. Plot twist, he reveals he has a Mickey tattoo, and he goes, and before you ask, no, I'm not a Disney adult. I have a Mickey tattoo because it reminds me to see the world through the eyes of a child and be playful.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And then on his Instagram, he has a post that's like, Disney gays. And it's and like it's kind of you're like, saying you're like not you, a
2: dis. You are a Disney guy. You are a Disney guy. And then he's like, "It's a fun conversation piece when I go to the parks." And it's just like,
1: if you're saying the, the parks, parks,
2: you're a Disney gay.
1: It's literally like how the lottery dream home gay. He's always saying. The, the parks. parks.
2: I feel like he's trying to make this distinction between a Disney adult, aka like a straight person who's a Disney adult,
1: and who wants to get like proposed at, and, yeah, um, who needs to get Cinderella. proposed at
2: Minnie, and like they're always having their kids in like stormtrooper helmets like to go to bed, and like you know their whole house is like whatever goofy shit, and he's like, oh no, I'm not like that. I just have a bunch of Mickey jackets, and I like always like am in an open relationship at Disney World, <laughs> and network. just like sucking dick on the, the log flume <laughs> on Space Mountain, like while I'm on G, like that. That's just normal Disney gay stuff. I'm not a Disney adult.
1: And the tattoo, it's like, well, there's a lot of other things that could remind you to be silly. Right. <laughs> I mean, I do think
2: a Mickey Mouse tattoo is not, because that's like retro That could cartoons. be like Skater, too. That's like Skater. It's like, yeah, like Porky Pig Daffy Duck. I feel like like Looney Tunes stuff, it's almost in that area.
1: Yeah, where you're like, oh, I'm weird, like Porky Pig with a cigar. And
2: also, I think there's a difference between like Mickey cartoon face With, like, arms and stuff versus the, like, the Disney logo Mickey. That's, like, the two ears, the circles in the head.
1: Well, when I did that casting for Mickey's 90th birthday, (laughs) (laughs) like, five years ago... And I, like, met all these, like, Mickey heads. Like, there's such a different range. And a lot of the people, I would say, like, I wouldn't really call them so Disney. Like, they're much more, like, Mickey-focused. A lot of firefighters are very Mickey-focused. Or be, like, people into vintage Mickey. And it's being more like 20s and where he looks like such a creepy mouse. And that's
2: super indie to me. <laughs> it's
1: one <laughs> of the most indie things you can do. I mean,
2: that if you get Mickey, you're going to be doing that. Like, the 20s.
1: I'll never get Mickey, but... Oh Steven's raising his eyebrows.
2: <laughs> Honey, <laughs> if you live long enough, <laughs> there's time. There's gonna be Mickey dolls in your doll sanctuary. <laughs> okay, wait, I wanna read this passage where he's describing. So His mom is a junkie, blah, blah, blah. He moves to New York to become a dancer. He goes to Marymount, Manhattan, which we have dragged on previous (laughs) episodes. Yeah.
1: Sorry to anyone who's a professor or works admin at at Marymount. But
2: wait, does he actually say that he doesn't go to Marymount because it's a huge waste of money?
1: Yeah. And then he goes to UNC. Okay.
2: Okay. I take that back. He agrees with us that Marymount is a huge waste of money. I think he gets
1: into Marymount and then he's like, actually, I could save so much money and he goes to UNC and then that's where he like... And he's like,
2: like, I don't need a degree in criminal justice from Marymount And then
1: that's where he meets his like second boyfriend at a regional North Carolina Olive Garden called Bravo Italian Restaurants.
2: And it is just Olive Garden, but only North Carolina.
1: But then I look, there's New Jersey locations. Okay, fuck, So we feel, feel And, and then relive the Cody
2: Rigsby, like, romance story. Okay, so but at some point, he's, like, taking dance classes and, like, trying to make it as a dancer. As you can probably tell, I was pinching pennies in those days. I made maybe 35000 working sales and production at Wild Child Nation. And I would get off that job at night and go to Soho to work retail at Ben Sherman, the British Mon clothing brand. On weekends, I was working in Times Square waiting tables at TGI Fridays. Ugh, that disgusting Jack Daniels sauce. Why are you putting on everything? <laughs> Just stop. It's drunk teriyaki sauce. Stop. So, yes, for those doing the math at home, I absolutely did work three jobs at once during my first six months in New York. And yes, I still found time to go out and have a social life and take more dance classes. I made a bunch of friends at the Benjamin shop. So, we would usually go on the Lower East Side together on Friday nights of the shift. We'd get off work at nine or 10, head to the cock, a gay bar on Second Avenue, where I would drink whatever was cheap enough to get me drunk quickly. It's like, well, that's everything. Yeah. I especially hit it off with this one guy, Tommy, because shortly after we started working together, we discovered we'd briefly dated the same guy and trauma bonded over
1: that. Ah!
2: (laughs) (laughs) And then there's a scene where he leaves Tommy. He tries to get into a fashion week party and he gets it and Tommy doesn't. He's just like, bye, bitch. So us. (laughs) (laughs) I was all, take one for the team and I'll see you next time, bitch. But Tommy was pissed. That was pretty much the end of our friendship. (laughs) Those were the days. Those were the
1: days, man. He also meets his first boyfriend in, like, how I always, like, imagined as a teen. Like, I would... Oh, would they make
2: eye contact at the mall? Yeah. Yeah, that was hot. And
1: he's just kind of, like, tells his friend. He's like, um, girl, I'll catch up with you, like, at Express. <laughs> and then he just, like, walks over the food court, and he's just like, hey. And then they just, like, sit down and, like, start talking. And the guy's a male cheerleader at a local college.
2: Yeah. Or, no, he's about to go to college. Yes. He's like a senior and Cody's a junior. And then that summer he's going away and he's like, I don't want to be like, have a fucking high school boyfriend.
1: And then some girl kind of outs him in high school and he's like really afraid. She's like, oh my God, you like know my friend Andrew. And he's like, what? And she's just (laughs) like, yeah, they said you were friends. And he's like, oh, okay. It sounds very cheer. So at Peloton, he has friends and not all of the other instructors are friends.
2: We I do love how weirdly honest he is when he's like telling I was you about kind the of relationship. shocked by that, but it's like he's not actually being like, spilling so much tea but he's just being like yeah like I'm close with like seven of the instructors but then there's 42 other instructors that like we're super friendly with and we hype each other up but like no we're not getting bunched together like that would be weird no, he's
1: like girl it's an office like I can't be best friends with 43 like if you think this is a sorority it's not he's being so like I'm not here to make friends but like a, Jen is my girl and like I will tell her well, her yeah, like thing. Jen
2: and Robin are the, like his girls and like they absolutely fully ditch about everything
1: but then oh, they hate guys
2: who smoke cigarettes
1: some Someone, like kind of tricks him in kind of a mean girl's way and is like you should go and like check out other classes with male oh, instructors. Yeah. So to then, like
2: do research but then Peloton's like we feel like you're not committed to Peloton because you're taking classes at other like fitness studios. Which
1: is so cult. Yeah. And then he almost gets like fired and he's like no, no, no. And he has to like beg and be know. like.
2: This comes back to my thing about the Peloton thing being just like ultimately cult. I think it is very cult and like The only way it works is if you, like, buy into the cult aspect of it. Like, you can't just casually, like, do a workout. I mean, isn't also Peloton the thing that killed Big in the first... Yes. You know? It's dark.
1: It's really dark. It's twisted.
2: But this thing I was watching, this, like, this video he was, like, doing, it was like... And I know, like, all you petty girls out there want to see how you're doing and stacking up against the global Peloton community. Well, now you can see, like, in the left-hand sidebar... And it's like showing like how well you're doing on that particular ride. And it's, Versus other people.
1: I mean, I can see that being fun for the home workout community.
2: But I'm just like, whatever happened to going to the gym? The and, gym you and a know. class.
1: I mean, it's not like I'm like making so many friends at the Y with like old men in khakis there.
2: I'm not making friends at Blink either. But I. But like, I'm inhaling the scent of men.
1: And it's fun to go somewhere, yeah, and be like, yeah, I went to the gym.
2: Yeah, and I will say this: the girls at the front desk are always being like, "Have a great workout," and I'm like, "Thank you." Say it again. (laughs) (laughs) And, like, that is meaningful. And then when I leave, I'm always like, have a great weekend. And they're just like, bye. You know what I mean? Like, that's... We need that.
1: We absolutely need that. I'm going to... Here's some line where he's spilling tea, but also just being so yearbook. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure this is also huge for people who actually ride Peloton or, like eating this up. And we're like, literally, who cares? <laughs> if Jen's my work mom, then Alex Toussaint is the brother I've never had. It's
2: like, I'm like, who are these people, babe? What are you talking about? And
1: he's always talking about like locking the green room so him and Jen could like sneak in there and whisper about office gossip. Jen's always asking me, what's next? Then what? <laughs> okay,
2: Jen is so Nespresso. What next? <laughs> <laughs> No, Jen hypes her up. Okay, one of his biggest things is like friends need to hype each other yes. up. If you like someone, you need to be commenting on their Instagram. If you're friends with someone, they look good in a photo. You need Tell to say, them You yes, killed girl. it. Yes, girl. You
1: killed it. And that's why I'm saying, Yes, girl, you killed it in your in muted, my muted navy. Navy tank.
2: <laughs> Thank you for building me up, Boothang.
1: <laughs> yes, my Boothang.
2: And he's also just like, very pro friends, which I love. He has this interesting relationship with social media because obviously he's totally addicted to Instagram.
1: And he's kind of on the
2: talk. He's on the talk and he is being so like, you need to be commenting on like your colleagues' selfies and like gassing them up. Half this book is like relationship advice. And he's always being like, uh, do not hard launch your boyfriend with the carousel on Valentine's Day. That's lame. And you know you are going to break up. You know, I agree with that. I kind
1: of agreed with all of his advice. Yeah, uh, I mean, they were all pretty, like, simple. It wasn't, like, such a hard disagree where it was, like, girl being, like, I sneaked and peeked at the engagement ring my boyfriend got me. And he was like, girl, either be surprised or, like, set a date and go sh- ring shopping with your boyfriend. Yeah. You can't have everything you want. And I was like, snaps. No, and boo-thing. I was like, health, <laughs> this bitch off.
2: Because this book also has a lot of, like, you know, clothing they need to pad it. So they put in these, like, Q&As, reader questions to Cody. The guy I'm dating has a really big dick, but he's always in his feelings. It's too much. What should I do? Sounds like you at the jackpot. A well and done man who's also emotionally unavailable. What more could you ask for? Maybe you're the one who needs to work on vulnerability. My take, let this man open your heart the way he's opening you up elsewhere.
1: Oh yeah. And Fuck he, yeah. <laughs> I have a note in here that I don't know what the part is, I'm but it's very us. He just goes, I got my BF an expensive lamp. I know I'm <laughs> random. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, wait.
1: No wait, that he was like and
2: sometimes you can hype up your friends like when they say that they're like feeling down about their space like buy them a lamp and the lamp actually diffuses light in like a really unique way and really activates the space and it's a really
1: cool lamp and like get interesting gifts (laughs) (laughs) okay this was also like we know babe where it's like one of his boyfriends Mathus
2: Mathias the the Brazilian one who wanted him to not be monogamous and then he was like I just realized that I'm actually not monogamous he's like
1: there's something crazy about me that you guys might I'm actually not monog (laughs) and he goes yeah and then like I went on a trip with like my friends like Quentin and Dylan and Oscar R.I.P. bitch. And he's like, yeah, let's just say I broke a lot of rules and I don't even remember what they were, but I did. It's like, yeah, you fucked a Thousand guys in Mykonos. No, it was
2: literally the most me thing because he was like,
1: "No, I was like Steven Boots." And they had a
2: conversation before he goes on the Europe trip, just being like, "So yeah, I know we said we were going to be monogamous, but here's the thing: I am going to Europe with my chicas. So Like you're not
1: invited. It's a chica trip. Mm, <laughs> I'm, I'm going. Just like,
2: That's been the end of every single relationship I've ever had. It's like, me literally, like <laughs> clockwork
1: every summer. <laughs> You're like, I need to go to Europe. Bye. And then you're like,
2: wait, what? Wait, why is my relationship ending? Just because I went to Europe and I like had sex with half of the Mediterranean. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, he's a hoe. And this <laughs> whole thing is he just being like, Girl, own your ho-ness, be a hoe, like ho time. Like it's ho realness o'clock. And like we saw. We out here and we're <laughs> <Like>, hoes. <laughs> <like>, we <know. laughs> okay, but here's something about the relationship thing that I also thought was really true that he did, where he and again, this is very like I don't know why this is in this book and this book is a little bit just like you took everything that you've kind of ever thought and put it into a book a little bit but you know that's fine which is cool which is cool I did I saw him on his Instagram being like promoting the book being like You're going to love this if you can read at a third grade level.
1: (laughs) No, like he knows who he is. He knows who he is. It's Coke. It's tequila soda. But it's also like having a salmon with Pharaoh. Yeah.
2: He's like, I know this is a dumb bitch book, but he's describing the stages of dating. And he's like, oh, yeah, he's like, first, you're seeing somebody. That means you've gone on a first date or maybe you've gone on a couple of dates. When you're dating, the dates and hookups are happening more consistently. It's not should we see each other again? It's when should we see each other again? So true. Minor difference, but a critical one. When
1: and should. When and and should. should.
2: (laughs) It's like, I don't know who this is helpful for, but I am being like, yes. Agreed. Sometimes I think
1: it is helpful because he like is trying to get guys, but he, I think he thinks he's talking to straight women as well. And he's like, girl, ditch the apps, go to the club. And it's like,
2: on yeah,
1: Casey in Chicago, like maybe does need him. Like, well, I don't wait, know she's actually, going wait, to like, a let mega me
2: back club. it up for a second. Cause now I'm like maybe he's right. Cause his whole thing is that he's like, yes, I use grinder to like get railed every night. Also, I do think that he is a tall bottom.
1: Yeah, no, he seems.
2: Cause he's a as he describes himself, he's a big bitch.
1: He's I think like a he's big a boy, bottom. but I think he's a.
2: And his boyfriend is shorter. Andres is which shorter. Is so which is so short butch tall fam. Short butch tall fam, yeah.
1: And the, the little mustache of his boyfriend of them. It's and... so
2: it's so smaller top to have yeah. the mustache on their Paris trip, it makes a lot of sense. It's While very... they're being super open and like going to separate saunas in Paris. <laughs> <laughs> so here's why I think that A, he's right and B, it is helpful for straight girls. His whole thing is that he's like, I use Grindr for hookups, but I don't use like hinge and tinder for dating. I think dating you should only meet gays at like Clubs in Chelsea.
1: I'm always shocked when I hear about a gay guy on a Tinder date. I'm just like, are you Christian? No, I agree. And
2: I, I've been on like a Tinder and a hinge date a few times, and it's awful. And if it's not going anywhere, and everyone's hiding their desperation, it's really bizarre. It's weird. And I think that
1: straight people don't need to do that
2: either. I mean, I, I understand that Chicago is built on Hinge and like built on Tinder. Like, but
1: actually, Chicago has so many places to meet IRL: blues clubs, pain and sips, dog and, parks, and I especially think city like, biking. If you're
2: like a basic chica, like literally, like you can meet a guy anywhere. I wish girls would know
1: that. Okay. Actually, best advice, I honestly think, was from our hero, Pebbles of Jamin 945. in Boston. She's still single, but she did say once <laughs> I remember so you can take her advice.: I remember I mean, just do something you like doing, and maybe you'll meet someone through that, out of the house, and not to be so volunteer. But, like, literally volunteer. (laughs) One completely insane thing when he's taking care of his mom and she's having, like, a lithium attack where her blood is stained by lithium. And he goes, and I remember that well, girl, because I had to cancel my Halloween ride. Oh, yeah. (laughs) No.
2: (laughs) That's insane. His mom is going to the hospital where she's, like, dead on lithium because she's been so overprescribed and he's just like this is what I knew was real (laughs) sus but then there's another part where she's also fully going into a coma and he's in Brazil (laughs) sucking so much dick on a beach With his squad. (laughs) And I was like, should I go back home?
1: (laughs) And they're like, girl, no, but like, take care of you.
2: And so he did eventually go home and like, she was not a coma or whatever, but she came out of it. And he was like, I don't know if I should have gone home earlier, but it was kind of hard to tell. And she's random and weird.
1: And it sounds like she's like half conscious now because at the end of the book, he's always like, and I said I love you. And like, love is real. And the struggle bus is real. And she's an icon. But like... She, she is, is
2: deteriorating. I mean, it's very, it's sad. very and I, sad. And I do think it's this thing where it's like, yes, she's like an addict. But then it's like they've pumped her full of lithium. Well, and what I'm saying. it's very pharma. And she
1: hasn't like done heroin. Literally, fuck the US. Nope. Like she hasn't done heroin since he was like seven. But she's been over prescribed Ambien. She's taking it like every second and then is in and, and
2: She's on lithium and Ambien. And she's probably like, on like some antidepressants too. And then she has diabetes. And the diabetes, mix. it's just like.
1: It's It's twisted. It's fucking. And like, a Cody can only do so much, and he's giving himself the grace. Yeah. That he can't do anything. No, and he's always like, and honey,
2: I'm giving myself grace and I'm doing what I can, and I bought her an apartment in Brooklyn.
1: After he like rented her an apartment in Nutley, New Jersey.
2: <laughs> that was which weird. Is so
1: gay where he's like, Ooh, girl, don't get too close. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well,
2: also just like he can't afford to like get her no. apartment closer. So he's getting her this like, I'm sure it was really like four eighty five, and it was like a sod one. I mean, budget. ham
1: to him selling some Peloton shares, and now he's like Yeah. Good. But he's very pro like selling out in this way that I love where he's just like, I hate when (laughs) capitalism isn't going anywhere, honey.
2: (laughs) So put up or shut up and get your bag. And if you don't need your bag, then like don't get it. And that's fine. And that's your thing, boo.
1: Which I feel like is boo is very the ethos of like us where he's like, he's not going to be so like waspy and be like, we don't talk about like money at the dinner table.
2: I know, but I would like to know how much he sold the costumes like, okay, for. Okay, bitch, so it's tell like, us. Then actually tell us. Just
1: drop the Zillow of your mom's downtown Brooklyn high rise. Yeah, I'll damn him. <laughs> I mean, maybe he
2: would tell us.
1: I'm sure if he would.
2: Um, this is when he for his first gig is as a backup dancer for Countess Luann <laughs> when she's like performing "Just Money Can't Buy You Class" like randomly. Soon after we got the gig, I got a gig dancing behind Stephen Colbert and Steve Carell at Comedy Central's Night of Too Many Stars, an autism awareness fundraising event hosted by Jon Stewart. It was my first televised dance gig, which would have been super exciting, except it was a goofy number about Captain Sully, and I played the goose who got stuck in the (laughs) engine. (laughs) Not
1: playing a Captain Sully
2: goose, goose in an autism awareness event, like with Stephen Colbert.
1: That's so iconic. Like yeah. I'm like dream role. No. I would die to play a goose. I mean, you did
2: play like the oh, I played Duolingo bird or whatever.
1: No, I played that. Yeah, I played the Angry Bird fighting the Duolingo Owl <laughs> in an ad. I'll drop the link. <laughs> Let's just do a little spoken word of, oh, of the notes of the notes. All gays become anesthesiologists. Crown Heights chose family. My friends were there for me when I dated an Israeli her urban outfitters friend, cheer mall cruising, Broadway gaze, or Washington Heights BK, page 65, burning my Mickey jackets, this nasty Astoria apartment, crotch goblins, another instructor take outside classes with a male instructor, then back like you don't take Peloton seriously. Here's the tea. I'm not friends with all the Peloton instructors. 98, Robin Arzon, she's successful and she may not show it. Anti-Grinder. I meet at the club. I met Matthews in the locker room. Pike Place, the Pokemon friend in Fire Island. I mean, honestly, yes, I got my BF a random expensive lamp. I canceled my Halloween ride. Gay vernacular boo. He's so our caller about retro workouts. And he's being like, I am the Richard Simmons oh, of yeah, our he's day. Like, Actually,
2: don't identify with Jane Fonda. I Identify with Richard Simmons because I'm about like humor and fun.
1: And, like, body positivity. And yes, and
2: making the space a fun
1: environment. And, like, being flamboyant.
2: Um, that was a really beautiful poem. Thank you. It also reminded me of <laughs> the part we talked about the diversity of side gigs of Peloton instructors. <laughs> yeah. We want diversity, not just in how the instructors look, but in the stories they tell. And that's why when we branch out beyond the bike, those side gigs look different. I might be doing Dancing with the Stars while Jess Sims is hosting College Game Day and Robin is teaching a master class and Toonday is hosting the Peloton podcast.
1: Wait, when I went to go see NYC's WNBA team, the Liberty, Minnie to me was like, oh my God, the announcer is my Peloton instructor.
2: Oh my God, it is a cult.
1: Side gigs.
2: <laughs> the diversity of side gigs makes us stronger.
1: And she was, like, this hottie with a body and, like, baggy cargoes and, like, a crop top. And Minnie was, like, so starstruck. And I was just, like, this is so random.
2: And she didn't go up and say hi?
1: Well, we had, the like, kind of assigned seats. Okay. She didn't rush <laughs> <laughs> rush the court. Okay, but
2: deadass, <laughs> next time like, you are rushing the court. Your,
1: hashtag rush the court. For your favorite
2: Peli instructor.
4: <laughs>
0: Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury
1: What does she What does she wear? How does she How live? How does this bitch live? Panty! No,
2: I'm sorry. How does this big-ass <laughs> bitch live?
1: I'm staying with, I think it's a Graham Lorimer condo, one of those huge new buildings. Okay. That, like, does have a tequilaria in the lobby.
2: And it has, like, a roof deck that no one goes on. Yeah, and
1: he is just, like, walking to Metro and the Exley and Bonnie's. <sighs> and Mom has the downtown Brooklyn.
2: Okay, and he's all really keeping mom separate. Here's the thing, though, is he is so Peloton, and so I feel like
1: he has to get to the studio, which is
2: like Chelsea. Which I guess, like, yes, to could take the elder Chelsea, but I'm like, isn't he so like taking the four from downtown Brooklyn mm, to just Barclays. like Battery Park? Like, I feel like he is so Battery Park. His friends live in Battery Park.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he is shady. And he like, has. there's
2: an Equinox in Battery Park that he's doing a Peloton class at or something. So it's like, I feel like. He is in one of those, like, tall towers in downtown Brooklyn that's called just, like, the West, or just, like...
1: Yeah, I guess I'm just seeing him at the Equinox, like, in Williamsburg.
2: Oh, maybe you're And right. it's brunch Why o'clock. Why am I being like, so weird? He at like, brunch o'clock and yeah. he lives in Williamsburg. Okay, I take it back. He lives in a huge new building in Williamsburg, and it's not Graham's up. It's actually just fully Bedford stop Or Lorimer. Okay, fine. That area. Okay.
1: <laughs> it's Bedford-Lorimer. It's
2: big, and it is a true two-bedroom...
1: It's mounted flat screen. Of
2: course. Yeah, it's very... And it's
1: accent walls.
2: No, the walls are not painted. No. there's all white walls. No, I think there's a
1: gray hallway with like slashes of color.
2: No. I think he does have like a mirror that's like kind of curved.
1: Like a squiggly mirror? He has
2: one squiggly mirror that he... Yeah, now he does. Now he does, honey.
1: That's too conceptual. I think he just needs a mirror. It's literally not
2: conceptual. It's like the most TikTok thing ever to have a squiggly mirror.
1: I just don't know if he's there yet.
2: He's there, honey. I think he's going to Paris. He's going to Fire Island. He's crossbody bag. And he has a squiggly mirror and a restoration hardware couch. Great
1: Jones cookware. And the
2: apartment costs 1.5 and he bought it.
1: Yes. I'm out on the squiggly But yeah, and there's some like matte plates.
2: Yeah, and there's matte plates and matte candles and like matte pencils. So much
1: candles. It's like, is candles that's just like your boyfriend's dick smell. It's like the label, (laughs) a label (laughs) of the candle. Ass. (laughs) Ass.
2: <laughs> My friend is like this amazing creator and she does these candles that I'm obsessed with. This is ass.
1: <laughs> to me, it's millennial pink mirror.
2: There's another millennial pink mirror. <laughs> okay, yes. there's
1: two mirrors. No,
2: the before you leave the house mirror is millennial pink. Okay, yes. But the statement mirror in the living room
1: is squiggly. Is squiggly. And it's tiny deck
2: super tiny, tiny deck.
1: duck or we're calling it the tiny duck <laughs> pretty little tiny and almost, not to be a bitch
2: but I almost want to say like a fake plant on the duck
1: yeah sure <laughs> but some real pants and he was like bitch I'm too much of a slut and a struggle bus to keep this alive
2: okay um,
1: oh, what does she eat she is being like foodie. my cheat meal I'm going to Bonnie's and I'm doing yeah, a review and so I'm getting a mess literally says he's 80-20
2: yeah the part where he says he drinks egg whites in the morning. Oh, I was, like, oh, I was about disgusting. to say,
1: I think his fridge is so like gross workout where it's fair life milk yeah. and egg whites and
2: egg whites and protein oh, powder. And he's, yeah. I mean, I'm sure people are sending him a thousand collagen powders from a different like the PR brand every week. Like, I think the second bedroom is absolutely
1: full. packed. Of collagen. With with random collagen collagen powders. And yoga
2: mats and like so many like whatever materials. New
1: shorts and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, Yeah, I think at home it's shake and it's like big bag of frozen salmon that like he's throwing on a salad with a protein shake. And then he is going to Bonnie's and he's going to Gage and Tolner and like he's getting like I I
2: bet his like grocery shopping for the week like at Whole Foods is just fourteen hundred dollars. (laughs) (laughs)
1: but i also think he's on the go and just having so many shakes i see the fridge a little bit bare
2: okay i'll buy that he is on the go okay and she's in fireland it's vacation whatever yeah what does he wear i mean he is like such a zara gay
1: it's like patterned camp collar shirt with short actually i mean this is just caught seeing from the instagram and not guessing which is our game he was being so like I think it's a jorts, but they're from Zara.
2: Yeah, I mean, and, like, whatever, like, maybe he's spending tour. some more money than Zara and, like, kind of Instagram clothes, but I don't think that he's, like, spending so much time, like, shopping. But maybe, like, when he's on vacation and he's in a and he's going to the town he's like yes. wait a minute is this, this shirt is cute? Serving. This shirt is really serving honey.
1: I mean he has this whole part about like once he got his license discovering Urban Outfitters and driving to go and he was so he's Jesus. He's literally me. He's I literally you, think you. That Jesus he, is my homeboy. And I feel
2: like he's kind of like maybe he would wear Marnie but he wouldn't wear Chakamu or am I totally reversing mm,
1: that? I think you're right. I don't think he's doing like a pleated Flared out Jacques Move short
2: And he's not wearing Like a fisherman's hat Like he's not wearing Something kind of crazy But maybe he
1: He's crossbody gay But he's so pines That like
2: But there might be like One Marnie shirt That he's buying A size too small And he's like Wearing so tight Because he's definitely like, Not wearing stuff m- like
1: Yeah like netted Marnie button down Knit Jorts Or like smaller shorts But the
2: way he's wearing it It's kind of giving A little bit Zara
1: And that's okay Because it's like so buff
2: <laughs> Yeah and he's actually busting out of it with his massive biceps and his pecs.
1: Who are you in the... I mean, I mean so, June 8th, 1987. So we have the
2: exact same birthday. So in many ways, I am him. And
1: you're like a gay guy who like... <laughs> who just can't be monogamous. Uh, I'm trying. And he needs to go to Europe and like loves Urban outfitters.
2: And you're... Um, I... You're Andres. You're the shorter I'm, boyfriend. Yeah.
1: I'm the shorter boyfriend <laughs> who is like...
2: Mm. who's also a fitness instructor, but just not as famous. <laughs> not as,
1: or am I just like his friend from North Carolina who he discovered or pronounced with?
2: I mean, that'd be fun.
1: Yeah, that'd be a fun role to You're play. You're definitely not the mom. Thank you. I'm not the mom. I'm lithium in Nutley, New Jersey. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know, I don't know how to read this book. I like that it has the little like do's and don'ts, the like fun little sections to break it up. It ultimately feels a little random and I'm not sure that it's like, does it need to be written? I don't know. So that's
1: such an interesting question. I know it is hard to rate because
2: I'm like, yeah, I, had, I had, a, had fun. I had fun. I had a breeze.
1: I had a breeze. Read this in Mykonos. Yeah. Okay. I'm giving this a. Th- I'm giving this a three wow. because yeah, it's just like literally like why not? I guess I like do want to hear that you're a struggle bus, and then it's just like ten pages randomly about you and Cheryl and Dancing with the Stars. And the dancing
2: with the stars section actually was the, maybe the most interesting because it really did. Hard they talk about, but <laughs> yeah, but because it just sounded so intense.
1: And they had COVID and they're like locked up and like he was like, should I quit Peloton?
2: And they're doing it's like six days a week of all of the practice and rehearsals, like eight hours a day, and all the pressure and Mel C in the parking lot sporty spice herself Mm. telling him that she gets really anxious about dancing with the stars and it's like really difficult and all the pressure from the audience and from the judges and from the producers
1: and he says he was like i would like to say like i left being best friends with mel c but i actually was too much of a fan i couldn't get over the fact that she was mel c
2: and i appreciate that honesty as well okay yeah yeah three i'm giving this um 2.8 out of five trips to mykonos and That's a super respectable rating.
1: Yeah, it really is. And like this is definitely a book I would like give someone if I ran into you.
2: No, and like maybe I will go take a Cody class. Like they were full. I couldn't even sign up for one.
1: No, I'm sure I would be like addicted if I didn't have a heart attack on the Peloton. (laughs) (laughs) Look, guys, you better be coming to our New York and Boston shows. Yeah.
2: (gasps) Buy your tickets, you dumb bitch. You
1: dumb bitch, Boothang, or else, yeah, you're not serving.
2: Okay, serve the fuck on. Serve
1: Boothang best. best. <laughs> Boothang, this episode of Celebrity Book Club with Lily. Lillian Steven, literally the fiercest bitches I know, was produced by my mother, Darby Masters, who I love. Mother but I, mother, mother! but I also have, like, a really complicated relationship with her, even though she's, like, fierce.
2: And I think that, like, while we've kind of grown more distant over the years, like, we're still there for each other, and we do send texts at holidays.
1: And presents. It was...
2: Supervisingly produced by Abu Zafar, who literally is one of the most amazing hype chicas that I've ever met in my life. Uh, She will build you up when you're at your lowest, and that's what we all need the most.
1: This episode was also produced, uh, was executive produced by Christina Everett, who's a queen and needs to believe in herself more. (laughs) Um, It was a theme song (laughs) okay (laughs) was done by like oh my god my nasty ex-roommate who lives in Astoria Stephen Fultz horse.
2: no and like he's gross but he knows he's gross and I wish him the best on his journey we just don't speak anymore like sometimes
1: we run into each other in Rio but he's disgusting
2: and the podcast which was originally conceived in this actual like tiny little shithole of a garage in Nutley, New Jersey called Prologue Projects and it was crazy and we were drunk every day you're just
1: like starting out man Wasting tequila soda.
2: But now we make a ton of money on Patreon. Um, So head over there and give us more, bitch, because, yeah, we're in our bag. Yeah, and we're securing
1: it more, and we're making the bag bigger. Also, the dope-ass artwork was done by this guy, Teddy Blanks. I wish he was gay, but he's not.
2: Yeah, I mean, if I could turn anyone, and not that I'm one of the gays who wants to turn, but if I could, I would.
0: Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury,